Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Coming to you from my hometown, the capital of Georgia of Atlanta. It's the program where we talk sports from Atlanta and around the country right here on blogtalkradio.com. So glad to have you along with us and i uh, got to say thank you to all of my new followers on Twitter. And if you are not keeping up with me or the program on social media, what are you waiting for? Let me tell you how you can maybe get in touch with me or find out about the latest what's going on in Atlanta sports or just want to say hello. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. Again, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. And it would be great to hear from you, 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 and you, no matter where you're at, where you're from, hey, I'm always easy to be accessible, all right? So make sure that you do that for me, okay? All right, we've got a jam-packed program for you on this week's edition of the show. The Atlanta Hawks are flying high, and the regular season has now concluded, at least on the East Coast as we record this program. Um, the Hawks are locked into the number five seed in the Eastern Conference. We'll preview the upcoming NBA playoffs, both in the, both in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Also, the Atlanta Hawks matchup against the Washington Wizards. We'll talk about the Atlanta Hawks' big wins last week against Boston, and not once, but twice over the Cleveland Cavaliers, your top two teams. The Hawks took care of business three times. Once against Boston, twice against the Cavaliers, your top two teams in the conference, the Hawks come away victorious. So we're going to talk about that as well as you'll hear my conversation with Mike Muscala of the Atlanta Hawks, also comments from Coach Bud, as well as Paul Millsap. And we're going to preview the Atlanta Braves getting ready for their home opener, finally, <laughs> at the new Central Park. That's coming up this coming Friday. So uh, we're going to talk about South uh, Central Park, what you can expect, the Braves, and how they're playing right now, which is not too well. But we're going to talk about that all in this edition of Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. So um, like I said, we're going to have a lot of fun, and it's a jam-packed program. So let's get started, shall we? All right, we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks flying high right now. Um, they lose, though, on Wednesday to Indiana, 104-86. It really didn't matter. I mean, the Hawks, they've got the other place locked up. They rested, you know, their starters like they did against Cleveland, but this time it was a loss. Indiana did have a lot to play for, though. They had seeding to play for in the Eastern Conference playoff race, but the Hawks really did not have anything to play for uh, with their starters, so might as well just rest them right. So that's what they did. Uh, but like I said, the Hawks lose this one. 104 to 86. Um, not really much to tell in this game. I mean, Indiana pulled away in the third quarter. I mean, Indiana's now in the playoffs. Um, Hawks were already there. Hawks actually were led by Jose Calderon. Can you believe that? 12 points on the night. Torian Prince was next with 11 points for the Hawks. But uh, like I said, the majority of the guys didn't play. Uh, Indiana basically secured their uh, spot in the playoffs with that win, but it really didn't matter. I mean, uh, you know, they were just trying to 
uh, get in for the Pacers and the Hawks. They were just trying not to keep anybody from getting hurt. So, you know, you gotta got to be smart there for sure. But, uh, you know, that's not the big story. The big story for the Hawks, though, was that they took care of business last Thursday against Boston. National televised game, TNT. Now, I, I got to admit, you know, I was like, uh, Hawks may not, you know, pull this out. Then you're going to go to Cleveland. Then oh. Cleveland comes to Atlanta on Sunday. Oh. I was at the game on Sunday, and I've never seen anything like that. It was it was crazy. Phillips Arena was, was crazy when the Hawks came back. And, you know, I, it was like midway through the fourth quarter. I was saying, hey, Hawks still have a chance here. Cleveland is not playing. Very well, they put their best basketball. You get a couple of stops, you're back in this. And what do you know? Hawks score 44 points in the quarter to pull away with an upset win. Yeah. A lot of people thought Cleveland was coming to Atlanta. You know, the, the Hawks, they're, they have nothing against the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are going to be out for revenge. You made LeBron James mad. He's mad. He's raging. He's ducking. He's passing. He's sitting up his teammates. There's no way the Hawks can win this. But you never count this team out. This team is resilient. And I talked about that with Michael Scala, as you'll see coming up in just a few minutes. But Paul Ness has scored 22 points, and the Hawks took advantage of the Cavaliers' fourth quarter collapse. Yes, it was an ultimate collapse by the Cavaliers, overcoming a 26-point deficit and overtaking the Cavaliers 126-125 last Sunday. Kyrie Irving scored 45 points for the Cavaliers. LeBron James had a triple-double with 32 points, 16 boards, and 10 assists before he fouled out in overtime. Tim Hardaway Jr. added 21 points to help the Hawks win for the second time in three days. Also, Paul Millsap was big, like I said. He had a three-pointer with 112 left in overtime to make it 119-116 for the Hawks. It was the first lead of the game. Mike Muscala's three-pointer in the right corner put the Hawks back up by one with 35 seconds left. Can you believe this? I mean, wow. The Cavaliers in Boston basically were in a tie going into the last game of the season. And this was a game that the Cavaliers had to win. Uh, like I said, the Hawks really, you really didn't know what you were going to get. You you, you kind of didn't know if the Hawks were going to have a, a, a letdown at the big high the Cavaliers, like I said, were going to be coming into this game with a big rush because, you know, they were like, we got to avenge that embarrassing loss at home. But, hey, it was just not to be. Not to be at all. I'm proud of the Atlanta Hawks. Proud of the fans who stayed. You know, Atlanta, like I've told you for years, is a fair weather city. You had a lot of Cleveland Cavalier fans. But we all know why that was. But at the same time, the Hawk fans who were there, they were loud. They made a lot of noise. They supported the team, and the players fed off of that. So hey, you got to give a lot of credit to the fans who were able to stay and who stuck it out. So Coach Butt, after the game, let's hear from him as to what he thought about uh, Sunday's performance, about his team and how they did not give up. That's obviously um... – Fourth quarter like that, it's hard to explain. Just, you know, proud of the way the guys kept fighting. Um, you know, caught, obviously, a heck of a defensive quarter. Um, 
and I think that really set the tone. We were able to find a way to maybe get them under control a little bit. Um, they were scoring so much on us, and uh, the ball started moving. Guys started making some shots, making some plays, and you know, once you you kind of cut a big lead and it gets within distance, you know, sometimes those are. Those are hard games when you're on that other side. Uh, we've been on that side, and um, you know, just feel fortunate. But very, very proud of the way the guys fought and competed, um, particularly in that fourth quarter. Yes, it was a lot to be proud of, but I'm pretty sure the coach Bud told the guys that after the game. Like I mentioned a moment ago, Paul Millsap, he was the catalyst in that comeback. He scored 22 points for the Hawks. Let's hear from him afterwards. What our reserves did, um, but they came in and did it again tonight. Uh, give them, give all of them the credit. They did a great job of coming in and, and playing basketball the way we want to be. We want to play basketball, and I mean that's what got us back in the game. The other guys, including myself, you know, we got to do a better job of setting the tone and, and playing basketball the right way, and not getting ourselves in a deep, a deep hole like that. We didn't give up. We didn't give up. You know, I think that's the beauty of our team and the resilience. Um, in the first half, you know, we just kept saying, you know, stay the course, stay the course. Um, but like they made some tough shots in the first half. Um, and normally, you know, we get down on ourselves, put our heads down. This time we didn't. You know, we stayed confident. The guys who came in and played, you know, stayed confident. You know, got stuck in it. They hit some tough shots, man. You know, they, they hit some tough three-point shots. Um, you can't do nothing about that. Um, second half, I think we switched a little bit more. You know, we tried that. Um, cut down on the rotations, and I, we think that that worked. You know, that helped us get back in into good practice for the playoffs. So, you know, so we need everybody playing well going into the playoffs, and we're glad they got time and they came in and, and you know did their thing. We got to get our first year, you know, to help, you know to play um, like our reserves are playing. You know, they're moving the basketball, they're moving their bodies, they're cutting, they're making the right basketball plays, um, and they're getting after their own defense. You know, if our first group can do that, you know, we'll be really good. Well, I think that first unit will be fine, and of course, the reserves, they set the tone for the first unit right now. I know it's like kind of opposite, but, you know, if the first unit, they see what the reserves are doing, they don't want to sit, you know, for an extended period of time, so they don't want to give up their playing time, so I think that uh, the first unit will get everything together come this weekend. Now, I was able to catch up with forward Mike Muscala, because like Paul said, it's playoff time. Let's see what he has to say about his team's play right now. Mike, talk about the resiliency of this team, you know, being down so much but still sticking together. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, just playing, you know, play, play sharing the ball, talking on defense, and, and it's worked out for us. Talk about, you know, getting the work in and still trying to be strong going into the postseason. Yeah, it's definitely a mix. Um, we want to be, you know, keep playing well and uh, keep working um, to get ready for the playoffs. So definitely just want to treat each game. Um, you know, with, with importance and, and focusing on it and then just carrying that over hopefully the playoffs. And not letting the, kind of a letdown kind of come up as well, having, you know, three big games that you were able to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, just we got to take it game by game. I think that mindset will just help us going into the playoffs, not to look too much into the playoff scenario and everything. As players, we just got to go out and, and just try to improve and, and do our job. And I think they will come this weekend. Best of seven series will start this weekend with Atlanta going to Washington to take on the Wizards. And I'm not trying to sound partial because I'm in Atlanta. And, yes, I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan, lifelong. But I really feel that nobody's giving the Atlanta Hawks a lot of credit right now. I feel that the Atlanta Hawks can go into Washington, get a game, maybe two, and take the series. 
I know a lot of people, Josh, just dropped on that comment. But, yes, the Atlanta Hawks can win the series against the Washington Wizards. If they move the ball well, they tighten up their defense, especially defensive rotations, just like we saw against Cleveland and Boston. Come on, Washington is not of the same caliber team as a Boston or a Cleveland. They're not. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just being real here. The Hawks can win those games. They can come away with a serious win. I know a lot of people are like, "Huh? What? Really? Yes." Now, I hope that they don't prove me wrong <laughs> on that. But yes, I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks over the Washington Wizards in their first round matchup. Okay? Series begins this weekend, and you can catch the action either on ESPN or TNT. Now, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is going to be a, a man to be watched by all NBA fans as his team takes on Houston in the NBA playoffs. And, uh, you know, a lot will be, you know, watched from these various seedings. But, um you know, going back to the Hawks uh, Wizards uh, for a second, the Wizards beat the Hawks three out of four times this season. But it's not how you play in the regular season. It's how you play in the playoffs. Remember that. I, I just wanted to throw that stat out there before moving on. It's not how you play in the regular season. But when you get hot toward the end of the season and you play well going into the playoffs, that's a dangerous team. And I really feel that the Hawks are right there right now. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, no doubt. And I'm going to be at Phyllis Arena uh, covering it on the local end for Atlanta, and from Atlanta, rather. So uh, make sure that you check out my tweets on Twitter at KevinTaylor98 for all the action. And also Facebook and Instagram as well, like I told you earlier, KevinTaylor98. Also, uh, let's, let's start with the East, actually. I, I jumped to the West, but let's start with the East. Uh, Milwaukee, they're going to be playing against uh, pretty much Boston here. Um, Milwaukee clinched the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And actually, they're going to be playing Toronto. I'm sorry. They're going to be playing Toronto in the first round. Uh, the Bucks went 1-3 against the Raptors this season. Um, but should be a decent series, I think, but I give the edge there, of course, to Toronto, no doubt about that. Uh, now, you know, you got Boston, uh, you know, that number one seed right now. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun seeing Boston play in an opening in an opening round. You know, Boston, I think, is going to be one of the teams that be, you cannot take them lightly, no doubt about that. Um, now. If they play Cleveland in head-to-head matchups, um, I would have to say, but this is later on down the line, I would have to give the edge possibly, possibly, to Boston in this case because Cleveland is not playing their best basketball. They're not. They are not playing very well right now at all. So I, I would have to give Boston the edge. You know, if it came down to it, because the way the seeding is now, you know, in the Eastern Conference, I don't see a lot of teams standing in the way of either Boston or Cleveland making it to the Eastern Conference finals. Uh, 
I just don't. I, I, I just don't. But that's not to say that it can't be done. It's not to say it can't be done. But, uh, you know, this is why you have these games. This is why you look for this time of the season. This is why. This is why. All right, so here's your Eastern Conference playoff scenario right now. Boston will take on Chicago. Uh, then you have Cleveland. They're the number two seed. They're going to be taking on Indiana because, like I said, Indiana beat the Hawks, so they're in. Toronto, the number three seed, will be taking on Milwaukee. Washington plays the Hawks. So you know who's out? Miami. Yeah, sorry, Miami. Didn't make it. Mm. Okay. Um, now, the Pacers and Bulls, they got in. Of course, of course, victories over the Hawks and Nets. Um, the Heat beat a winner squad, but lost because the Bulls won in a head-to-head series. So that's how the Bulls are out. All right, now going over to the Western Conference, let's see who we have here. We're going to have, so far, you've got Golden State taking on possibly Portland. And the reason why I say possibly because as we record this program, Portland is in. So that's why I said that. All right. Then you got San Antonio. They'll be taking on Memphis. Then you have it's number three seed, Houston, as I told you earlier. They'll be taking on Oklahoma City. That's the series that everybody will be watching. Now here's where it gets a little dicey. You got the Clippers in Utah. Now this would be a four five matchup, but home court is still up in the air because of course they're playing out west. The Clippers win in San Antonio combined with the Jazz loss to uh, the Blazers. They're actually taking taking them on as we record this program. Allowed uh, the Clippers to leap ahead. Now Utah has to defeat the Spurs and hope that the Clippers lose their finale to the Kings. So that's how that's going to work out. The Clippers hold a 3-1 advantage over Utah, so it should be an interesting series there. So uh, I think that uh, in the East, the series to watch out for is going to be not only the Hawks and, and Withers, but also you got to keep your eye on the 2-7 series between the Cavaliers and Pacers. Like I said, the Cavaliers are not playing their best basketball right now, so would they step up? We shall see. Out in the West, I think that Clippers-Utah series is going to be an interesting one, and also the Houston-Oklahoma City uh, matchup as well. So a lot of basketball to be played here in the playoff, and it uh, starts on Saturday, and you can catch the action, like I said, on either ESPN, TNT, and let's not forget ABC as well. So a lot of a lot of interesting uh, scenarios here, and uh, just – just a lot of fun to cover the NBA right now. You know, you go through the season, yes, you know, but, of course, that's why you play the games in any sport, to see how you can match up, to see how your seeding will go and get the best possible scenario. And, of course, every team wants home court. And, unfortunately, the Hawks don't have that. But at the same time, hey, you know, uh, they uh, are in. So now they got to make the most of it and tighten up, hopefully. Um not making a major move to the trade deadline will not hurt, but uh, we'll see. 
All right, it's Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me on the program. Make sure that you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Kevin Taylor 98. All right, the Atlanta Braves will be coming home finally to play their home opener. And opening week will be this week at Centrist Park. You know, the Atlanta teams have played in downtown Atlanta or close to downtown all my life. And, uh, it's just so hard to <laughs> imagine that this team is going to be on the suburban end of the city. And, you know, I, I know they wanted their own space, but, hey, you know, they'll be coming home after winning in Miami on Thursday. I'm sorry, Wednesday. Five to four. The Braves are now two and six on the season, fifth in the NL East to start the season. Kind of a slow start. But hey, a win is a win, right? They got down, but this team is dialing back. So a good win to end the road trip. And so they come home at two and six. Hopefully they can get a win. Friday night, they start against San Diego. And uh good though that the Braves are uh, coming home on a winning note. Ender Enciarte hits two home runs. And the Braves lose. I'm sorry, the Braves win, snapping his five game losing streak in Miami. Uh, 5 4, they uh, split the, the, the series down in Miami in a game of peace. But uh, Julio Tehran will get the start for uh, the Braves as they return home. And, uh, you know, I, a lot can be said for Central um, um, Trust Park. You know, it's going to be a lot of. Amenities there in the dining. Uh, they have an a, a area called the Battery. It's going to be home to a unique dining options. Uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of uh, 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 retail area uh, here as well. Um, you know, I think, like I said, the Braves, what they wanted to do was just try to have a a place of their own. You know, have a place where fans can enjoy, have a good time. For the uh, for 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 their fans and enjoy a ball game. Centrist Park, of course, got their name with a 25-year deal with Centrist Banks, and uh, that was announced in September 2014. So the amount was not disclosed, but that's how they got their name. Uh, of course, naming rights. Uh, so 25 years, you're going to be hearing of South Centrist Park. So, you know, this is. Uh, Monumental. It's a new uh, landmark. The Georgia Bulldogs baseball team has already played there. Um, and that was a test to see how everything was going to be working. And uh, even the Wi Fi, the Chick fil A cow, is going high tech at SunTrust Park. Um, you know, at the old Turner Field, uh, the uh, cow was holding a hand painted sign. Uh, but now it's going to be holding the electronic LED board at SunTrust Park. So they're going high-tech. Fastest Wi-Fi service of any stadium in the country will be at SunTrust Park, as well as a deep lineup of video, lighting, and sound effects. So they're going very high-tech. Now, a sellout crowd is expected on Friday night. So, of course, if you're in Atlanta, traffic is going to be key. So you got to get there early, no doubt about that. Um, You know, you're going to have a lot of – uh, a lot of backdrop to the uh, skyline that's in the northwest Atlanta suburb there. Even Comcast, uh, the regional headquarters, is in that area. 
uh, Central Park. They have 41,149 seats there. It has 800 Wi-Fi hotspots, plus another 300 in the adjacent mixed-use development. So there are 250 miles of cable, uh, fiber optic cable that run throughout the stadium and the battery area as well. The battery, like I said, is restaurants and shops that are going to be in the area around the stadium. Uh, Braves Vision, the video board, is 121 feet wide, 64 feet tall, and the other screens will operate by the game day staff of 30 in the stadium's control room. Screens include a 90 by 30 foot out-of-town scoreboard being on the left center field, two 90 by 6 foot displays above the bullpens, and a giant baseball sculpture wrapped vertical uh, LED display in the plaza that connects the ballpark with the battery. And now uh, you have four water cannons in the batteries in the battery area beyond the center field. They're programmed to shoot 2.8 gallons of water 50 feet into the air when a Braves player hits a home run and the team wins the game. And, of course, you know, on and on. Of course, when the Braves win, you know, something happens, the water will go up. So um, other technology uh, includes uh, the largest Internet capacity of any pro sports venue in North America, uh, lighting and audio systems that can be programmed for special effects. Um, so, you know, this is going to be one of the uh, best ballparks in the country, stadiums in the country, no doubt about that. Um, like I said, you know, Julio Tehran will get the start, and I know it's going to be a lot of ooh and ah, you know, even though the Blades play the exhibition game there. But for fans who did not come out to the, uh, to the exhibition game against the New York Yankees, it's going to be something to see. It is going to be something to see, no doubt about that. Um, now, the battery, uh, April and May, now the Braves Clubhouse stores there, Coca-Cola, Roxy Theater, Two Ball Park Center, Mizuno Experience Center just opened, the Yard House, uh, Terrapin Tap Room featuring Fox Brothers Barbecue, live at the Battery Atlanta, Todd English Tavern, Sports and Social, um, Antico Pizza, Harley Davidson. They're opening between they're opening actually this month in April. In May you got uh, C. Ellis, Goldberg's Bagel Company in Delhi, Hagen Dazs, Feed Fried Chicken and such, Wahlburgers, you know the Wahlburgs. They're gonna be opening up a restaurant there. Sugar Boo, Dress Up, uh, Baseball Living, Live at the Battery Atlanta, PBR, Bar and Grill. They're gonna be opening up in May. Uh, the Central Park is located in Atlanta at the intersection of I-75 and 285 in the Cumberland area, and it will flow directly into the Battery Atlanta, a 1.5 million square foot mixed-use development featuring shopping, chef-driven restaurants, an Omni Hotel, the Coca-Cola Roxy Theater, 550 residences, and one ballpark center. Like I told you, Comcast Regional Office Headquarters will be there as well. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and... Um, the battery Atlanta is being privately developed by the Braves along with the retail partner, Food Quad Development, Office Developer, Pope and Land Enterprises, and Pollack Shores Real Estate. So if you can't make it out to SunTrust Park this Friday for the Braves, big home opener against the San Diego Padres, first pitch is at 735. That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. And, of course, as always, never be discouraged, always encouraged. Keep a, keep a lookout for the next edition of the program as we continue to discuss the NBA playoffs as well as the upcoming NBA, uh, the NFL draft. 
It's coming up later on this month as well. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.